Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Well, hello, Erica, and Happy New Year. Hello, Happy New Year. Happy Christmas, happy everything. Yeah, no, happy lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) Again. (laughs) How have you been? Not too bad, not too bad. It's it's been a bit of a roller coaster, I think, over the last four weeks. You don't know whether you're coming or going and what you can and you can't do. So, um, so yes, it's just plod on as usual. It is indeed. Yeah. So, what have you done? What have I done? Well, I think the most, the most, um, uh, what, what do I want to call it? eventful um, part of the last four weeks was probably Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, where we had a power cut. So just to add, just to add insult to injury of obviously not being able to meet up with anyone, we had a power cut for about eight hours. <gasps> eight hours yeah on and off uh for eight hours so um so yeah it was (laughs) we had to uh just you know just when you want to eat your lunch um your christmas lunch you've been looking forward to and we had to have our starters uh followed by our dessert (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's not necessarily a bad thing is it Well, no, but then two hours later, we finally managed to eat our uh, roast. We did actually crank up the barbecue and put the veg onto the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> and just as we'd done it, because the turkey was just, just done, literally. Oh, okay. uh, so it was just a matter of, of doing the veg and stuff. Um, so the veg went onto the barbecue and just as we t- shut down the lid to keep it all hot and started bubbling away, the electrics came on just long enough for us to cook the veg. Ah. <laughs> so we got, so they got that. And you, you kind of, you know, there's points you have to find the funny side of it. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you'd be banging your head against a brick wall. Well, it's certainly a memorable Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it was, it was definitely memorable. But the, the, the problem was it, that part was okay. But as it starts to get, obviously darker i had candles i had candles on the table do you know what thank heaven for candles you know you think you throw them all the way and then you have to dig them all out yeah by by the time we'd finished dinner we were in candlelight because (laughs) it had gone off it literally served up the dinner and the electrics had gone off again oh and they didn't come on till about eight o'clock in the evening so by the time that you you realize how much you rely on your electricity yeah um and it runs everything so we were starting to get cold by then yeah <laughs> the blankets were coming out yeah <laughs> so i i missed the queen's speech uh, not i don't know whether that was worth watching i missed um, <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a great deal on tv from what i understand no, I don't think there was. I don't think you missed much. No, no. But, you know, it's even hard playing board games by candlelight. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to Zoom. I had to, uh, I was trying to Zoom with the rest of my family in the dark. Yeah. And I had yeah. to tether it all to my phone because obviously I couldn't plug the phone, uh, the computer in for yeah. to keep it charged and get on the internet. Because obviously there was no internet because that was. Yeah. So, yeah, that was entertaining. 
Um, what other exciting things have happened? Um, Your gingerbread houses looked really good. Oh, crikey. Yeah, that was my son's idea. Mm. Um, he had this whizzy idea that we were going to um, make gingerbread because last year my parents bought them a gingerbread kit. Okay. It was quite a nice one uh, and they really enjoyed it. And I did know that they had one this year, but obviously I couldn't tell them. So so they decided that they were going to, um, yeah, they wanted to make gingerbread, which was, it was fine, but I was overwhelmed with the quantity of gingerbread. And plus the one thing that you wouldn't think that you couldn't find in the supermarkets would be ginger. Ah, well, it is quite a Christmassy thing, isn't it? It is, but um, our Sainsbury's had obviously made a bit of a boob on their ordering of cloves and they had a whole shelf of cloves. <laughs> Either that or they've just gone out of fashion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't have this in stock, so we gave you cloves instead. So, But they didn't have any ginger. So then I had to go to Morrison's and I finally got the last jar of ginger. Discovered I had half a jar of ginger in the cupboard mm. and pretty much used all of that in this gingerbread that we made. Yeah, I think there was something like three kilos of flour at 1.25 kilos of butter. And I had one gingerbread house cutter, but it was quite big. Yeah, it looked massive. Yeah. Like kind of size. Yeah, it was, it was big. So two of them decided to make that. And my son decided he was going to design his own clock tower. And by the time they'd all finished that, they was like, oh, I was going to make one. Oh, <laughs> there's none there. No. So I did get up the following morning. I did. I, I was like, I'm on a mission. So uh, so the four batches of gingerbread that I made, they used. Up. Okay. So I had to make another batch so I could make mine. I was trying to make mine a bit smaller so that it would actually not be quite so much. But I, I hardly ate any of it. The kids kind of demolished it over Aww. a few days. But the problem with gingerbread is once the moisture starts going into it, mm. it starts going so soft. And because yeah, being in the kitchen, you're cooking your dinners and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not interested in it after it starts going soft. <laughs> wow. Well, they looked good anyway. But, yeah, it was it was fun and it's wild away quite a few hours. Mm. And they all enjoyed it. So that was good. Well, I suppose there's two other things I've been I've been baking. I've been baking again. Mm. Um, so I've decided that I'm going to put a nice a menu of cake flavours together to offer for for wedding cakes if when that's not be if when we can start all come the spring getting back to normal so we're all kind of you know eating i keep feeding the kids like here for have another slice of cake have another slice of cake <laughs> <laughs> oh, mom, i don't want any more <laughs> yeah, no. don't make me uh who'd have thought eh and i did an online class Oh, okay. What one? Oh, I did a buttercream. I wanted to do something that is not my thing mm. and that I don't, you know, it's not my speciality. It's not something that I'm good at. Um, so I signed up for the Queen of Hearts Couture Cakes Ooh. basic palette knife painting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was really interesting. It was very long. Uh, I've yet to I've yet to have a go, but I will. Um, yeah. I think the whole thing was about four and a half hours. Oh wow! Okay. Currently, well, it was forty pounds, and they'd reduced it to thirty-five. That's not bad. So actually, um, 
there was a lot there was a lot of content in there it was very uh it was aimed at quite basic I suppose you're not in a room together and yeah. they're trying to cover all of the questions that you might get asked. Yeah, and I suppose you need to start from the very beginning and assume that people know nothing and yes. then just go through everything, yeah. Yes, yeah. So so there's some bits that you need a little bit of patience with and stuff, but I found it really interesting. Um, so I'm going to give it a go. I want to put it, I want to do it on a dummy because obviously mm. I really don't, I don't need more cake in my life at the moment. Yeah. But I've never buttercreamed a dummy before. I would just cover it in a really thin layer of sugar paste first, just so you can clean it off a lot more easily. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense because then you can peel back, presumably, yeah. and then you can peel off the uh, fondant and you've Isn't still it? got your... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you'll still be able to reuse your uh, dummy. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Rather than having to try and like wash butter out of polystyrene, it would just be... Oh, that would be grim, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Take note, I shall do that. And hopefully I shall report back at the next one. That's something I'd like to learn. So I might sign up with you and uh, yeah. my notes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Um, well, I haven't posted it yet, but I've done a little time lapse of my covering my Christmas cake because I thought, you know what, I should time lapse something because I, I don't ever do it. Oh, so well done. I set myself up in the dining room and uh, went to cover my Christmas cake. So it was one that I had left over from last year. It was a sweet success one, yeah. which I put in the cupboard. It doesn't go off till April, so it's got a really long date on it anyway. I've already had it a year. Well, <laughs> like, well no one's ordered any. I'm just going to have it for myself. Yeah. So I thought I'd cover it, but I only decided that I was going to do it about a day before Christmas. <laughs> and I was going to get some last minute food bits from the shops I was like oh I need to get some marzipan there wasn't any marzipan it had all gone so oh. <laughs> I'd gone to Lidl and they had none I was like I can't bother to go anywhere else so I'm just gonna work with what I've got I know I haven't got much it will have to do well what I haven't got much turned out to be the little 250 <laughs> no what, what are the small boxes are they 250 grams they are 250 grams yeah <laughs> I had about a quarter of a box left <laughs> so I covered very badly a very thin layer of that then I got to get the sugar paste this is all while I was recording it on the time lapse by the way and then I went to get the sugar paste and I had a bit about the size of my fist left or a two and a half kilogram bag but I don't want to open a two and a half kilogram bag because I haven't got anything to use the rest of it for so it's just going to be a waste of me wrapping it up so I was like okay I need to go through all my little bits of like packages that I've opened and just have a really random colours and mix them together and just use up all my little bits because I don't want to open a brand new big bag. Fantastic. It's it's shoddy to say the least. <laughs> it's like, Is it marbled? Yes, it's, it's marbled green because I had loads of green left from the dinosaur cake that I did. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, I will post it, but it's certainly not an advert for the kind of sandwich I'd like. <laughs> I can't uh, wait to see this. <laughs> it's probably fast enough for most people not to notice how bad, not how bad the covering is, but like the marzipan didn't reach the bottom, so I had to patch it quite a lot with tape. So it's covered, it's a cake, it's edible. Okay. <laughs> I have to say, when I... um because I had I had some Christmas cake orders and why don't you do your cake at the same time and like just pretend it's an order yeah yeah because I got to the point where my cake was covered so it had it had icing on it yeah but I really couldn't be bothered to decorate it 
No, I'm the same. I literally haven't decorated. It's just a marbled green, and that's it. I was like, right, I'm stopping there. <laughs> well, I was. I did. I did decorate it, but it had all of the random left because you know you make more than you need yeah, for, yeah. For, for orders. <laughs> so I used all of the leftover bits. A collection of spares. So, yeah, I never took a photo of it. It's like it had <laughs> it had one bauble. It had some uh, holly. It had some snowflakes. It had, <laughs> and it was just thrown at it, and it was like. That's Aww. shoddy. You're <laughs> looking at it like I thought you're a professional. Is this a standard? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'm so pleased it's not just me though, because you do kind of like think everybody keeps posting. There's something about uh, Instagram that can make mm. you feel really inferior. <laughs> do you, I don't do like you... everyone. Everyone I've seen has been posting their like cake decorations. Has been posting their Christmas cakes, and they're all crap. And they're all like, I can't be bothered. Oh, I don't really? decorate it. I don't do anything. Like this is the worst job I've ever done, and I don't care. And it's mine. <laughs> I need I need to find the people you're following then, because <laughs> everything that I see is all immaculately done, and I'm like. Oh, if you could oh. see my cake. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the icing was the icing was nice, but yeah, the it, you know, was okay, but it wasn't tasteful by any stretch. This... <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for making me feel better, Erica. <laughs> what else you done then? Um, well, I've really enjoyed watching Kirsty's Handmade Christmas this year on TV. Oh, I've missed that all of that. Been... Oh, it was really good this year. I feel like the level's gone up considerably and they've made stuff that I actually like. Because I think a lot of the time I watch it and like, I appreciate the talent, but it's not my taste. Yeah. Whereas this time there was a lot of stuff that was my taste. So. Oh, okay. And I found some new people to kind of watch and have a look at. Um, I also really enjoyed the Sewing Bee Christmas and New Year's Eve specials. Oh, yeah, I have watched those. Yeah. Yeah. I love the New Year's Eve one. I've got to say, I thought it would be a bit rubbish doing a celebrity sewing bee, but actually it was brilliant. No, I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. it. Yeah, it was a surprise hit. And I actually really enjoyed the, um, on the New Year's Eve one, the little show, the little sketch kind of they did with the singing at the end. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was, that was really good. We were very tongue in cheek and very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I did. I enjoyed every minute of that and watching. It was nice to see celebrities who haven't sewn before. Yeah. Do something. Although I'm not sure I could still compete with what they achieved. Well, they made amazing things, didn't they? Like their dresses in the final were actually really good. I know. I know. I did. I did kind of like go away thinking, oh, I need an overlocker. I need an overlocker. I've got an overlocker. I bought myself one a couple of years ago and I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the things that you dream of, you think, oh, yeah. would I ever use it? Yeah, I, you know, we've yeah, got a sewing machine in the house, it, you know, yeah. but but no overlocker. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> My well, life I've... is now missing an overlocker. Continuing the TV theme, I'm looking forward to the pottery throwdown starts on Sunday. So that's another one that oh, I love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those kind of things. Yeah, the, the one that I'm slightly concerned about is that pooch one what? I, don't know, I can't remember what it's called it's it's about dog grooming oh okay I know oh, I like the craft ones I like you know I like the craft ones I'm so, yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of concerned that I'm gonna have to watch the pooch <laughs> one you know my kids are gonna make me watch yeah. dog grooming I'll be like oh, oh. no <laughs> <laughs> well continuing our eco theme yes. I um instead of wrapping presents I tried to make some little present pouches so I got this really 
brilliant book from um christine leach is the author she's her instagram is called so yeah s-e-w-y-e-h and she's one of the judges on kirsty's handmade christmas okay a book called um waste free gift wrap or something like that and one of the things they've got in it is present pouches and it's basically using up old shirts and you kind of cut a square at the front yeah. And the back and sew it together and then you use the buttons as the opening and you put your presents inside it and you decorate it with oh, cool. sort of trimmings and stuff that you have. So I've made a load of them. And I really enjoyed making them and they're really fun and they are such a pleasure to use for wrapping because you literally you put everything in and you do up some buttons and that's it. <laughs> God, that sounds perfect. <laughs> and they're all reusable and you can make them as big as you want. So I had a load of old work shirts that yeah. can't go to the charity shop because they're uniform. Um, they don't get reused because they're old and they're kind of either falling apart or getting really, really with manky colour. So I used them because I thought, well, there's not a lot else you can do with them. It'll just go to landfill. Yeah. Um, and some other old shirts I had that were no good for the charity shop. So I've made some little pouches out of them and I really enjoyed making them. Oh, cool. I've done some embroidery on them. I've stuck some, uh, sewed on some little iron-on patches. I've done sequins. But there's all sorts of things you can do with them. I have posted a picture on my Instagram, so... Oh, wow. Like, look, they are on there. Do you know what? Do you know what? That's just made me think. Maybe next year I'm just going to buy a heap load of pillowcases. <laughs> well, you don't even need to buy new ones. I mean, if you ask around people and say, have you got any old bedding, send it my yeah. way. And if it's I wasn't, Erica, I wasn't going to do any sewing. I was just going to open the pillowcase and shove it in and then they can just put it on their bed afterwards. Yeah. Well, I'm sending you my pictures so, oh, cool. uh, so you can see. I've done a little montage of some of them. Let's have a look. There are more. Oh, cool. They're very, very pleasing to wrap with because it's so fast. I mean, all you've got to do is stick a tag on the buttons and you're done. I just can't believe you have time to uh, embellish them all. Well, I did that in front of the TV, so oh, cool. it's not that. It doesn't really take that long. And it's kind of the, yeah, it's kind of the thing that can take as long as you want. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, tried to make them, I tried not to make them too Christmassy that whoever, so that whoever gets them could reuse them for any occasion. Yeah. And... I think as well, if you had, I think it'd be quite a nice thing to do if you had someone in the family that died and you had some of their clothes that you wanted to yeah, yeah. keep and repurpose somehow. You could make like, you know, present things for the family and then you could all share them around each other every Christmas or birthday, what have you. Yeah. Oh, they look really good. Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. I'm just not that, I'm just not that arty. <laughs> They're very quick. They're very quick. And a lot of them, like the ones in the books, decorated them with badges and like yeah. Ribbon and stuff so you don't even need to sew anything on you could literally just attach stuff that you've accumulated basically yeah. <laughs> do you know this is going back to our christmas cakes erica it is. <laughs> throw it, it is. all on yeah it is oh, and my brilliant. final bit of news tying in with last month's news of the flu jab i've had my covid jab i did see that you'd had your covid jab well yes. done <laughs> yes i've had part one on new year's eve so Oh, well done, yes. Because I work for the NHS, not for any other reason. So no, no, I had to take my dad yesterday for his second part. Oh. He got his second jab oh, yesterday. Wow. Yes. I'm surprised so, they're still doing that. I, I think that if they if there's any underlying health reasons, I think they're giving the second jab. Oh, okay. Yes, one down, one to go, and then the rest of the nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was it was it all right though? Did you have any after? No, nothing. No, that's nothing at all. No soreness, no swelling, no redness. Oh, that's good. Just normal. <laughs> yeah, just normal, just normal. Yeah. <laughs> so you still, are you still going up to London to work? Yes. You're still going in, yeah? Yeah. 
Yeah. Is it quieter? No. No, do you know, I had to go and deliver food to my to my parents yesterday and the roads, like in in April when mm. I was doing, well, you know, I've been basically doing their food shopping for a year now, nearly. Yeah. Um, and in April, it was kind of quite ghostly and eerie on the roads. You'd see like one or two cars. But in April, they shut all the building sites and there was no click and collect. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So, so now everyone who works in the shop is still having to go to work and everyone who works in the building site is still going to work. It's when yeah. those two industries close is when the transport gets empty. Yeah. The traffic on the roads doesn't seem to have subsided, not like it was in, in April. No. Um, but, you know, I would have I would have expected to be fewer, though. I mean, it wasn't like rush hour time that I was going up there. Mm. I mean, I think it's just the time of day I travel. So if I'm on a late, it's quite empty. But if yeah. I'm on an early, then yeah. still standing room only. Really? Wow. So yeah. Gosh, that's that's quite hard, isn't it? Well, if people have got to go to work, they've got to go to work. Do you know yeah, they don't mean? have an option. Not, no. Yeah, they're travelling at sort of half past five in the morning. They're not going out for fun. Do you know what I mean? No. I no. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. <laughs> I, I doubt, looking at them all, I doubt it. Like, <laughs> Uh, they really don't want to be there. <laughs> Excellent. So, so is there anything else you've done, or, or shall we? Uh, shall we go on to our very exciting find a winner? Let's do our draw. Shall so we? Thank you to everyone that's entered and left us a review. We know some of you struggle to leave reviews, so apologies if you couldn't figure it out. Uh, we have tried to help you through the process, but obviously we can't do that for everyone. No. Um, so I've got all the names written on a bit of paper and I'm going to, well, not a bit of paper, a bit of paper each and I'm going to pick one out of a pile on my table. So this is this is for our um, fantastic set of 10 fractal colours that we were given by fractal in, what was it, November? Yeah. And the winner is... Oh, it's exciting! <laughs> <laughs> the winner is Terry1972. That is the screen name. Of oh, well done, on. Terry. So I believe we've got Terry's contact details in the email. I do on. have her contact details. So I shall, uh, I shall sort those out and get those to her as quickly as I possibly can. Ooh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and again, thanks to Fractal. They were, yes. um, that was, that was really good. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice Christmas thing to do as well. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully yeah. that will give Terry time to play with him in the next few weeks. Yes, yeah, we shall expect pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so have you found anything new, Erica? I have found two things that are new, and uh, we had a little chat before we came on air. On we air. did. We've both found new things from the same companies, but it's they're different bizarre. new things from the same companies, so... Uh, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> yeah. I have found Evil Cake Genius have got some new feather stencils out. So it's a feathers mesh stencil. There's two different sizes. There's a double barreled size and there's a normal size. Um, the nor- I say normal, normal height one is $32.95 and the double barreled height one is $39.95. Yeah. And these feathers are, if you imagine like a movie pillow fight, and like someone bashing each other with pillows and there's all feathers yeah. in the air that are falling. It's that kind of feathery effect. Yeah, it's beautiful, so it's, actually. It's very, very beautiful. They've done it on a burgundy cake and stenciled it in gold. And it yeah. really does look very classy and stunning. There's a lot of fine detail. They're very nice, I think, actually. Yeah. Very tasteful. It says, the normal height one, the pattern measures 8 inches tall by 15 inches wide. 
and yeah. on the double barreled one it is I mean it has the same height on that so maybe that was a double barreled one I looked at before hang on a minute <laughs> eight inches tall does sound quite tall doesn't it so maybe that is the double barrel quite tall one. yeah yeah uh, presumably for, for something like that you could just I mean if you were going to do double barreled as well as shorter ones you could just invest in the double barreled one yeah yeah absolutely and then just not go over the bits that you didn't want to yeah. go over yeah it's another five seven dollars more eight dollars more yeah so mm, okay. yeah i guess if you never do double barrel cakes it's a bit of a waste of time isn't it but yeah <laughs> by the one yes. you need okay yes. so the, the normal height one is five inches tall by 12 and a quarter inches wide oh, okay yeah Five inches. So that's that's quite a reasonable um, depth yeah. as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, they're all done to wrap completely around a cake, and then you stencil away. Oh, cool. Yes, yeah, so they look really nice. And I've also got Dinky Doodle have got in some new large geometric heart molds. So these are the chocolate molds, uh, like the little mini geometric hearts we had. Yeah. And they're big enough to be used as an edible chocolate box, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so they're quite big. So you, you make them as, the way they've suggested using it is rather than making two and making it a box, is that you make one and you put all your sweets or whatever inside it and then the recipient breaks it with a hammer and eats the packaging as well. Oh, very environmentally friendly. Hmm. I mean, it's got to go in something. You're not just going to be like slinging a bare bit of chocolate in a bag, are you? But... <laughs> put it in a pillowcase. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, but they look quite—they look quite good. They're almost—they're identical, aren't they? So you could, yeah, um, yeah they—they do. They, they would match very nicely. Uh, I bet they I wouldn't are, be able to match them up. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're fourteen ninety nine, and they are quite large. I mean, there's a picture with sizes on, but I've just scrolled past it. So let me go back. It's a picture with a heap load of sweets in them. So yeah, they are quite big, aren't they? Yeah, I would say they've got more than a multi pack of sweets, like a multi pack bag of sweets. There are. I would say there's about 25 chocolates on the top layer. Yeah. And there's more underneath because obviously it's like a 3D bowl shape. Yeah. So you can fit a lot in them. Well, she's got here, it says she lines hers with three layers of Dinky Doodle chocolate drip and a 250 gram bottle will do three layers. Okay. So one one shell. So, So you're looking at 500 grams to do like a, if you're going to put it together. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, wow. Yeah, they are quite big, aren't they? Yeah. But they look, look really nice. Yeah, they do look really nice. If I could get to grips with actually decorating the blooming things nicely, then that would. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I, it could look like my Christmas cake. <laughs> them less is more, to be honest. I think the shape does the talking. Yes. You don't need too much. No, I agree. I agree for sure. So, what have you found? Um, so if I well if I stick with Dinky Doodle first then and actually it probably links quite nicely with the geometric hearts because you could use it on them I guess uh, mm. no you well yeah oh yeah you could couldn't you Dawn has got uh, a new frozen lake blue metallic drip mm. so she's so she's expanding her her list of um, of drips uh, it's twelve ninety nine and you get a hundred gram bottles there is quite a nice picture of it actually on her website. It's a nice colour, isn't it? It is it very is. frozen. <laughs> it is very yes. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice colour, especially this time of year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. I think that you could probably get a lot of use out of that as well. Mm. Um yeah, even though I'm not a drippy person. 
<laughs> but she, it, go, it goes with all of her what's she got she's got ruby metallic hasn't she and emerald city green yeah. metallic so it, it'd be oh god i'd love to know how they make all these it really would mm-hmm. but they look but they do look they do look lovely so so that's there yeah um and the other thing we'll go back to evil cake genius um they've got a new dissipating hearts stencil that is that must be the double barreled size because that's eight inch by fifteen inch. It's twenty four ninety five. That's dollars twenty four ninety five. Oh, I've, I've got up a smaller one, so I've got. Oh, up one. they got two then, so they don't. Oh, no, in... sorry, no, that is twenty four ninety five. So it's is four it? four and five eighths of an inch by fifteen inches. So fifteen inches is the the wrap around, and four and five eighths is the height. Hang on, I've got a different. Four. Oh, okay. Is that what is that four to five eighths of an inch then? Four and five eighths of an inch. Four and five eighths of an inch. Right. Yeah. Why can't just, they just make it five inches then? I I have no idea. Or is that because they would measure it in centimeters? I don't know. And then they yeah. posted it on there but, in inches because cake stuff is always in inches. Maybe. Okay, so Let's say just under five inches yeah, yeah. by 15 inches. I quite like the way that they've done it going up the side of a double barrel. It looks like a double barrel cake to me. Oh, it's a very tall cake, let's say, mm. where they've gone kind of like a rainbow effect. Yeah, by it using really nice, the. It? it does, it does. Um, so the hearts are kind of like into the, oh, what's the word? They, they, they're every other heart aren't they so they're not stacked on top of each other yeah so, so it's basically like if you imagine the polka dot um precise tool that sort of yeah pattern, yeah um yeah it's hearts that get gradually bigger so they've done it to the big ones at the bottom and the tiny ones are at the top so it's kind yeah. of like a polka dot pattern, yeah they almost they almost look tiny polka dots at the top from a distance yeah. don't they because they're so tiny yeah um but i think it looks i think it, it looks quite effective and like they say i mean it would be good as valentine's is coming up yeah it's quite pretty but it's also quite underwhelming like, yes i don't i think if you're going to spend that much money i think the feathers is much more of a oh. statement because this although it's hearts it wouldn't look that different if they were just dots and you could pipe them. Whereas the no. feathers, I actually don't think, unless you can paint them by hand and they're very, very fine, you're never going to achieve that any other way. No, that would be really time consuming. This, yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't float my boat particularly. This no. heart one, it's not something that I would go out and and get. But I suppose, I mean, I wonder whether it would work if it was if it was done differently like they had the burgundy cake and then put the gold hearts on, would that make it, elevate it a little bit more? Yeah, perhaps, yeah. To the... I mean, it could be a wedding stencil then, couldn't it, maybe? Well, yeah. I think you've got to... It's a very specific use. Yeah. And unless you've got somebody that wants one, you know, it's the, it's a lot of money to pay out for a one-time use. Yeah, yeah. And I think the same with the feathers, because there's not going to be many occasions where you're going to need it. You're, you're better off waiting yeah. to buy it, because otherwise you'll buy it and no one will ever order it. Yeah, yeah. Unless you start... I I, I could see more use for the feathers, though. Mm. I really could. Yeah, I yeah. think I think even if you did white on white with the feathers... Oh yeah, that and just as a just as a really you know as a as a nice background as texture, mm. I think you could do that, and that yeah, would look really that, nice. That's to me, that's a little bit funeral. 
<laughs> well, happy Eric, are we? <laughs> I, yeah, like, I quite like that. <laughs> Maybe I'm a funeral person then. No, but that's what it, if someone had like white feathers on a white background, I'd be like, mm, it's a little bit like someone's died. <laughs> that's like someone using red on white. I always got kind of like looks at, I quite like red on white, mm. but you know, I always got looks at and various people would come in and say, oh, it's a bit death, isn't it? Like, well, I didn't think so, but no, yeah different people have different ideas it's fine it's fine so but anyway they're they're the two they're the two that i've found okay make with those what you will lovely (laughs) (laughs) so we're now going to go on to part two of our sustainability chat so this follows on from last month so if you didn't listen to last month's one i would suggest you go back and listen to that first because this is just a continuation of the conversation that we were having then yeah feel free to give us a review still but you won't win anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so going back to sorry i'm just i love this idea of putting stuff on your cake boxes yes yeah to send out so your cake drums yeah so you've got the silver paper yeah on the top presumably not recyclable well so I had to look into all of this because for the Region 8 show, which has now been put back to 2021, yeah. one of the categories in it is eco-friendly. Yeah. And we wanted to do a category where this was part of the mindset of the competitor. And there were, I think there were five things we picked. It either had to be um, organic. It had to be either made in the UK. Yeah. It had to be recyclable or compostable. Um or it had to be, there was something else. I can't remember. Anyway, so I had to like look into lots of things and make sure that every single element that you would use for a cake, you could have this option. Oh, fair trade was the other thing we decided. Right, yeah. Because that was still doing something a bit better. And yep. there were some some products that you can't get as organic because of the options available to you. Do you know what I mean? There might only be one or two places that this can come from. And none right. of them are organic and there's no alternative. Yep, Fair trade okay. is kind of the best you can do. Yep. So I had to look into it and our chairman of judges has apparently t- found on someone's website that these cake drums are compostable. But my instinct is that this is not home composting and not council composting. It's going to be industrial, industrial composting because like you say, the silver paper yep. isn't going to degrade. And also the glues that they use, yep. they're not going to the food suitable and they're not going to break down into okay so that um, has to go into the bins yeah but dinky doodle do sell the plastic cake drums which can be returned or reused or they can go in your plastic recycling at home Mm. okay so you need to look into the cost of that yeah they're not that expensive aren't they not okay no like i bought um, obviously it was direct from her because I did an airbrushing class with her yeah. but I brought a I want to say it was like a, a eight inch one for a pound okay they're they're kind of on par with the are they are they 15 mil or 12 mil yeah, sorry they're drum depth okay yeah they're drum depth and they've got no bottom so it's kind of like a top and sides right okay so that is an option but it would have to be I would say nine times out of ten recycled. 
Yeah, yeah. Chances of you getting a drum back from your cake yeah. orders. You're only is... going to get them back from friends and family, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an option. And did you ha- did you ice it at all? Was it was it? You okay? can do, yeah, yeah. You can cover it. You can cover it, and that's. Yeah. But they also do clear ones and sparkly ones that you can fill with sweets and all sorts of things. So. Okay. Does that yeah. then? Does that kind of then go on to glitter and stuff? And does that still make it recyclable? Yeah, apparently so. Okay, that's because I guess it's only got to have mica in it, hasn't it? It hasn't got to be bits of plastic. Okay, so that's good. Okay, might mm. have to have a look into that then. Does yeah. she do lots of sizes? Yeah, I think so. I okay. mean, there's at least I think there was at least like eight, ten, twelve inch. You're probably yeah. not going to stack a three tier cake on one. Let's be honest. It's, no. It's not likely unless it's a dummy, but certainly for celebration cakes, it's an option. Doesn't mean it's necessarily better than using the compostable ones if they can be composted in your yeah. your council bin. Because if they can go in your council bin, then that's good. But that's something that you can Google quite quickly, depending on what brand you've bought. Yeah. Have a look on their website. If there's nothing on their website, contact them directly and say, how do I recycle this? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I... Um, also, dowels. So I think... From memory, I have never bought a single down. It's told me either how to recycle it or what plastic it's made from. Never. We even need to know the number. So plastic has got numbers, one through to seven. Right. And depending on the number will tell you whether it's recyclable or not. And that's kind of the the easiest way to do it. Okay. Seven's never recyclable. Well, it's possible, but it's not recycled anywhere. And some of the plastics can't be recycled. So this is getting a bit techy now, but you've got (laughs) thermosetting plastics. There's two different types of plastics and one type is thermosetting. So if you have a plastic and you heat it, it will either have a memory where it will go back to some kind of original state where it was formed. Yeah. Or it will have no memory and it will let you reform it. Okay. So again, you'd have to go back to the manufacturers to find out yeah what the what the plastic what is. plastic is this made from so your boxes sorry i'm just i'm just because i i'm really this does really interest me and i would like to put this on my um on my ball on my box it's, it's a really easy win for all of us really easy yeah. boxes now to me they've got a bit of a plastic coating that's fine so basically okay all the plastic oh, i'm such a geek <laughs> No, but this is good though because it means that we can we can actually going forward do our bit. Yeah, go ahead, Erica. (laughs) Okay, things like sandwich packaging that has a removable plastic coating now in most options, peel it off. If it's just a very thin laminate layer, very thin, then you can still recycle it because all the paper that's recycled is washed and it goes through kind of like a tumble dryer thing and Uh it will spin off all those little bits of plastic and take them out. Okay, cool. What it can't do is separate things like your butter packaging where it's a considerable layer of foil and a considerable layer of paper with plastic yeah. coating on the top. Mm. But And a lot of the things that you think might be a plastic coat could be a wax, waxy covering. Right, yes. So it doesn't have to be necessarily pure No, and you don't necessarily paper. know either. No, but you cannot recycle, well, paper that is covered in grease cannot be recycled. So if you've got a pizza box and the grease is soaked into the card, where it's soaked in, that can't be recycled because that oil will not be removed. Oh my goodness. So if basically, if you've got a buttercream cake and the buttercream has got all over the box, 
yeah. then they can't recycle the bits that have got buttercream. If it's just like a patch, fine. But if yep. it's kind of got all over the lids or, you know, depending yep. on how they've cut it, you need to potentially it. that could not be recycled. So I think coming up with some kind of phrase, if you don't do buttercream cakes, this is not an issue. If you do do buttercream cakes, then think of some kind of sentence that makes sense. Like yeah. box recyclable unless covered in buttercream or something. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. Yeah, recycle, recycle with paper your cake across your box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could even do a little video on your, you know, your social media about this can be recycled, this yeah. can't. You know, go. On, guess what I'm going to be doing. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I also talk very quickly about carrier bags and oh. supermarket recycling? So this is very easily accessible for most people. Plastic bags. Recycling at supermarkets does not include the compostable or biodegradable bags, which are made from starches. Basically, any kind of plastic bag that is stretchy can be recycled with your supermarket bags. So this is breakfast cereal liners. It's the shrink wrap that holds multi-packs of cans together. It's frozen food bags from like vegetables, um, chips. It's dry cleaning bags, magazine and newspaper wrappers, bags for some fruit, bubble wrap um anything that's got a number four on the bag if you're not sure try and poke your thumb or finger through it and if it rips you can't do it if you're not sure you probably can't do it and if it leaves a thumb or finger shaped bulge then it's good that's quite interesting that's a really easy way for people to be able to do that Mm. so generally speaking you can't you can't recycle cling film no film lids dirty bags so they need to be quite clean Mm mm-hmm Crisp packets need to go down the TerraCycle route. Salad bags are not recyclable because they don't stretch. And for some reason that I honestly don't understand, Yorkshire puddings do not come in stretchy bags. They are all in non-stretchy bags. And I That's don't understand okay. why. I make my Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but I don't understand why they don't sell them in them. Like, there's not a single place where you really? can do that. No. Oh, my God. And yet they'll sell peas. How is it different to selling peas or, you know, anything else that comes in a bag that stretches? I don't understand Erica, it. Erica. Did you do a Yorkshire pudding trial? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do look at the packaging regularly. And I'm like, oh, no, why is this still not recyclable? I'm not going to buy it. So basically, next time I go around the supermarket and if there's like these thumbprints in, yeah, the, thumbprints bags, in the bags, oh, they're all ripped. There. <laughs> no, it will, it will use, they've started printing now, can be recycled with bags at supermarkets on most yeah. of the stuff. But just if... Once you've bought something at home, if you can stick your finger in it and it stretches, then you go you can go with the cereal yeah. line. Cereal what they bags. need to do is they need to put it on the shelving so that you can see straight away. Yeah. Not in titchy, I mean, writing at yeah. the back of the bag. Yeah. What I would like to be invented, and I don't I don't have I have a vague idea in my mind, is some kind of box, some kind of Tupperware type box where you can put your half finished sugar paste in so I think you'd probably need different sizes for different size bits of sugar paste so like you might need a two and a half kilogram size box you might need a one kilogram size box you might need a 250 gram size box but it would need to have some kind of silicon slider on the ends that could make it shorter and some kind of silicon lid inside that could like make it airtight downwards yeah and then you could have like the clip things and you know how you get on some of the oxo um, Tupperware, a little press thing that somehow right. makes it airtight. You can yeah. have something like that that sort of sucks some of the air out. As I don't know exactly, but in my head it can work. But that would save on a lot of cling film wastage yeah. and a lot of plastic bag wastage. Yep. 
Yes. So I I would like something like that to be invented. Um, can I add? Can I add to your invention? Yeah. That once it's um, once it's been created, if it can then flat pack. Well. <laughs> well, you know, have you seen the boxes where they actually condense down? Yes. Um, yeah. 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 Flat, collapsible. Yeah. Collapsible. So that you the can silicon sides. Yeah. Yes. Because I've got some. And they're brilliant because I can collapse them down and I can then store lots. Mm. Whereas all of... Or if they're they're not collapsible, stackable at least, so they sit inside each other. Yes, I have those. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Are we a bit demanding now? We're demanding. And and easy to clean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's not Oh, no. Yeah, don't go down the dishwasher route. I'm sure that's not... uh... I'm sure that's not very good for the environment either. Well, but... not necessarily because there's obviously like water conservation. And that's another thing as well. So when you're <laughs> buying fruit, there's not just things like um, air miles on it if it's flown in from a different country. You need to look into how much water, well, you don't need to, you can look into how much water it takes to make it. So I know avocados are the best example of this. Let me just have a look. Let me Google it. How much <laughs> and another <water>? thing. <laughs> avocado okay it takes yes it takes to produce a kilo of avocados which is about 2.2 pounds it takes on average 2,000 litres of water about 528 gallons oh my goodness yes really yes and I know it takes an awful lot of water to produce cotton and which has just reminded me of something else I was going to say which I need to say now before I forget microfiber cloths a lot of people have bought microfiber cloths because they clean better and they last longer but if you're going to use them you need to buy one of the guppy bags because every time you wash them the lint they produce is microplastics which goes just out in the wastewater do you know what I think the thing that's most confusing is you are told one thing and then a few years later things have changed so for example a few years ago Diesel cars were the way to go. Yeah. Everyone had to have a diesel car because that was best for the environment. And now it's not good for the environment. And now they're all being phased out and we've got to go electric. But then, you know, has everyone looked into the environmental impact of the electricity and yeah. whether we need... To me, uh, it's moving the problem. Like you're moving the pollution yeah. from the city to the to the energy plot and also the uh, the water that's taken, the energy that's taken to make batteries. Yeah. What happens to them when they're no longer yeah. usable? I'm sure it's something to do with copper as well, with yeah. the electricity and the fact that we're going to need uh, more stations to be able to, to filter charge. all this electricity and we're all going to need more plug sockets and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like the, the short answer is basically drive less, isn't it? Essentially. Yeah. We need Driveless. better public transport and we need more local amenities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and take your mask with you. <laughs> yeah. But I think the main problem with this is that the information that we're being given is by manufacturers who are trying to sell us a product. Yes. And it's it's essentially marketing speak. It's not being done by yeah. any kind of independent body that's trying to do the best for the planet or for society it's by someone who is trying to sell you their product and if this is the route they can say our car is better for the environment it might not be faster it might not look better it might not be all these other things that people might want from a car if you can say that it's better then people are going to buy it yep yep you just go around in circles and the marketing is what it comes down to because you are constantly being told what you should buy yeah 
I've got a little page which I ripped out of Witch Magazine and it's about all the different symbols that you can get on products and what they mean. Oh, cool. Can we put it on our Instagram page? Um, We can probably put bits of it on our Instagram page. So there's a few that you might have seen regularly and not really sure what they mean. So there's a triangle that's made up of green arrows. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Triangle, um, is that supposed to be recycling? It indicates that an object can be recycled, not that it, it has been or that it will be recycled or that it even will be accepted into recycling systems. Okay. I feel like I'm doing a quiz now, Erica. It means a bit of nothing. Um, there's also a circle that's got a green and a clear arrow kind of intertwined. Do we know oh what that is? Goodness. No, I have no idea. So this I is can the... picture it, but I yeah. can't tell you what it is. This is the green dot, and it signifies that the manufacturer of a product has complied with European packaging waste legislation. Oh, right. It tells you nothing about what you can do with it when it's there um we've also got the soil association organic standard yeah the product legally complies with the eu's organic regulation and animal welfare and human health and environmental standards right there's an eu eco label which kind of looks like a plant but instead of a flower it's got an e and a little the eu stars going around it instead of like little little flowers Uh, This is a voluntary scheme, and it says producers have to meet specified criteria for the environmental impact of their goods. Yeah. It's no wonder we're all confused. No, we've got the Keep Britain Tidy Mark, so that's the picture of the person putting something in the bin. Yeah. Uh, The Tidy Man is registered to the Keep Britain Tidy Charity and is a reminder to dispose of litter responsibly. Oh, really? It doesn't tell you anything about how to get rid of the packaging. So a lot of these symbols that you see on packaging... Don't tell you what you think they're telling you. This is why we, we need it written on them, what yeah. to do with stuff. And then you've got the the plastic codes. So these are triangles with a number in it, and the triangles are made up of little arrows. And sometimes it will have yep. little little letters after at the bottom of the triangle. So you might see one, yep. and it might say Pete underneath it. Yeah. Uh, these are resin codes. Six common plastics used in packaging have been given plastic resin codes to help with identification for recycling. Oh my goodness. So that is the only one that may be of some use because you can go on your website, you can go on to the internet and say how to recycle plastic four or plastic two. I know seven you definitely can't recycle at the minute. Most of the others you can. Well, I think it might be four I'll or five. I'll tell you, you what, I have just I've just put into Mr. Google recycling symbols. Yeah. And it's just brought me up those seven I've just gone into images yeah. and underneath it does say like number four. LDPE, low density polyethylene, that's the one. Six pack rings, cling film, bread bags, squeezable bottles. Yeah, so the reason why cling film can't be recycled, it's not because of what it's made of, it's because there's it's so thin. Yeah. It doesn't really amount to anything and just doesn't really go through the machinery properly. So it's not that it's not possible to because of what it's made out of. It's because of the way that material is presented means that it's not possible to currently recycle it um i also want to say very quickly this also came from the witch magazine they were talking about yogurt pots and packaging Mm -hmm. so you can buy the same products quite often in different packaging so there was two examples one of them was to do with yogurts and for some reason fruit corners are in non-recyclable packaging the plastic that they make their yogurt pots out of cannot be recycled but every other yogurt man every single other yogurt including ones made by the same people were in recyclable packaging and also things they had Kit Kats as an example here 
if you buy the two finger Kit Kats, then they come in a aluminium wrapper with a paper band around it, completely recyclable. If you buy the four finger Kit Kats, they come in plastic packaging, which is not recyclable. Oh my goodness. What what is it? I mean, I'm guessing it's something to do with damage or food waste or something, or it might just be that they haven't changed the packaging. There may be some rhyme or reason to it, there may not be. Oh. So you can We don't stand a chance as a consumer. Well, I think it's just a case of don't just automatically pick stuff up. Look at it and no. look carefully. And you've only really got to look once. You haven't got to look every single time you go shopping because unless they change the packaging, you're gonna know what no. to buy. You do you do feel like that you've got to go out on a recce mission though for um your packaging, your um the traffic light system that they've put on there now for, you know, salt and sugar content yeah. and calories and whatever. And you do feel like your uh, weekly shop turns from a, you know, half an hour to an hour, whatever, in the supermarket yeah. to a three hour mission. There's a lot of stuff as well that we buy in either multi-packs or bags. We don't need to, like bananas. Why, why do you need to buy them in a bag? You can just buy as many as you want that are loose. They already come with a covering on them that you're not going to eat. Same as oranges. Like there's a lot of things that come in packs that don't need to come in packs. They could just say, if you buy six, you pay this price or do it by weight. Do you know what I mean? And the same as like tins of things. We don't really need multi-packs. They just need an offer on if you buy this many, it will cost you this much. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are buying more than they need to put some of it in the bin in in packaging that's not recyclable and it's costing you more to buy it. It's generally cheaper to buy loose than it is to buy packaged. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know it's quite it's quite upsetting really when you look at a lot of it you know I mean one of the things that I was guilty of and I would love to have changed but cost was my issue Mm. was the plastic bags that I um I had to put that I put goods in when people bought a lot of stuff so I would always ask them if they needed a bag That's, you know, and a lot of people did come in with their own bags and that was fine. But I could buy reasonably priced paper bags to put small stuff in. But carrier bags, the cost per bag or whatever, when when you're already competing against the internet prices for stuff, and I couldn't compete with those anyway because they drive the cost down, then you've got the cost of a carrier bag. Now, if you add on the cost of a paper bag it puts your prices up again. And that was a huge issue for me because personally, I would have gone the route with paper bags. But to keep the business going, all I could afford to do was buy the plastic bags. Yeah. And and it did, it it was the one thing that really got to me quite a lot. I think in terms of bags as well, like a lot of people have got the big bags for life, but they're not that convenient to carry around. I've got these really great yeah. little bags. They're the same shape as a supermarket carrier bag. So they're thick, they're sort of narrow and they've got the like the gusset in the side that kind of expands. And it means that if you yeah. use them in like the supermarket packing areas, they fit on the little handles yeah. where the normal bags would hang nicely and they sit easily. They're made out of a it's like parachute silk. So they roll yeah. down to next to nothing. Like they take up less space than my phone in my bag. And yeah, you can yeah. sort of roll yeah. it up and shove it in your bag. And I just keep two of them in my bag Continue. They weigh next to nothing. Like they weigh about as much as a small packet of tissues. They're about that size. And yeah. you can fit yeah. absolutely loads in them. Like I can fit an entire basket of shopping pretty much into one bag. And they carry yeah. an insane yeah. amount of weight. I want to, oh God, hang on. Let me, let me Google. 
parachute <laughs> silk. Well, you see, I think they're a really good. That it's a really good idea because I always take bags with me to a supermarket. Never have to get bags, but when I go shopping, I will take a I will take a supermarket bag with me. I do look a bit naughty <laughs> walking around the shops with a giant um, bag with me, but if um it's almost as though you need those bags in every single bag that you own yeah that you're carrying your purse around and your phone around with so that you don't have to think because i mean it's taken me forever to remember to go out with a mask yeah and i still haven't managed to get in my head that i need to go out with a bag yeah (laughs) so it's almost like you know you need the bag with your phone and your purse you know they come as a trio yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) take them all out together I'm still looking because nothing seems to be loading very well for me. It's just being very, very, very slow. Um, (laughs) And I just clicked on the link and it's got you all sorts of bags. Anyway, I can't remember off the top of my head how much these carry, but I want to say it's like six or seven stone. They're strong enough to carry per bag. It's a lot. Like you could put a child in it if they could fit in it. Okay. So they're very, very strong. They're going to last a very long time and they weren't cheap. They were probably about a five or a bag, but... It's going to last me yeah, but, forever. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're, if you're doing multiple uses, yeah. then you don't mind paying for it because, you know, you'll just, the more you use it, the less the cost yeah. is there. Yeah, and the fact that you can just sling it in your bag and it's so light and takes up no space. I know that I've always got two of these in my bag. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yes. Right. So, Erica, who's your one to watch this month? This month, I have gone for Yolanda Gamp. So her Instagram handle is Yolanda, which is Y-O-L-A-N-D-A underscore G-A-M-P-P. And her YouTube channel is How to Cake It. So this is not How to Cake That. This is How to Cake It. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't get confused. Uh, She's got a massive 2.8 million followers, which I can thoroughly believe she is very well known. Um, I just love her very upbeat, bright, colourful style. She's got some wonderful cookies and cakes on there. She does an awful lot of YouTube tutorials. There's a lot of cookies that I really enjoy. There's a variety of designs and her cake tutorials are very varied. So It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's very fun. Fun, yeah. upbeat, bright, colourful. It's the kind of thing I'm into. So I really enjoy looking at her work. Yeah, she's got some funky little uh, macarons on here with, uh, she's turned into a reindeer. Look mm. cute. <laughs> yeah, there's some really beautiful Christmas bauble biscuits that she's done, ice biscuits that can hang on the tree. They're absolutely stunning, that are royal iced. And she does an awful lot of IGTV or reels, little time lapses of her making stuff. So you don't necessarily have to watch an entire long video. You can see a little quick, quick version of it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she's done, she's done some really big kind of cakes of chilli. She's done giant chilli mm. um, and a crab. Yeah, she's done a lot of giant ones. There's a giant Christmas cracker, which is like probably bigger than my, well, it's bigger than her arm. Um, yeah. There's a giant swimming pool, like not a swimming pool, paddling pool, like in the garden. That was quite cool. Um, there's a really random selection. Like they're not character cakes that she does. They're all her own designs mm. and they're very cool. Yeah. There's a really, really cute little squirrel with a giant nut or acorn. <laughs> I haven't found that yet. No, it's it's above the bauble and it's, oh, right. it's very nice. Um, so, yeah, she's a, she's a nice person to watch present as well. So she does. Where do you say she's based? 
she's in the USA. Um, I want to say that she was on one of their, you know, they have their like cake competition programs. Yes. I think she was on one of them. Right. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, no, I like her. I like her stuff. I like the fun element of it, and it's like you say, it's really bright and cheery. Yeah. And and it's worth having a look at. Yeah. yeah cool. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I really enjoy it. She's got um, stuff on virtually every platform. Let's be honest. She's very easy to to find, um, and she also features quite heavily on the press page of her website. She's been on Metaday Show. She's featured on BuzzFeed, on the Food Network, Forbes, Good Morning America. So she's, you know, she's oh, getting, wow. getting herself out there, which is great. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Who do you have, Sam? So I have someone that I actually know, and she is really, really talented. And I know she's been doing this for years. Um, her name is Kirsty Elson. That's K-I-R-S-T-Y. E-L-S-O-N. You'll find her on Instagram. She's a driftwood artist and she lives in Cornwall and she she scours the beaches um, regularly for driftwood and bits of rusty nails and she's got some uh, rakes and things. And I've not been down to see them for, for such a long time. I used to work with her partner, um, when they lived up in Kent, okay, and um, and she's she she didn't do a great deal when she was up here, but when she's been gone down to gone back down to Cornwall, and she's got herself her workshop, and she she just creates these. I think probably her little signature are, are these little houses they are that my she makes. Favorite. They are beautiful, yeah, really beautiful. The driftwood really lends itself to that kind of seaside. It does. Um, damaged by the sea air kind of look doesn't it yeah yep and you can find like, so she's got so she's got she's got these um fantastic bits where you know there's like almost a street of houses or mm. you know it's right on the harbor and it goes down to goes down to the sea and you know she's found little nutshells which make uh boats and she's got little cars she's made on here lighthouses um you name it she's she's <laughs> she seemed to have made it um it's stunning they're absolutely stunning yeah I know I she used to them. do a lot of uh craft fairs and stuff and um obviously I'm guessing that she can't get out there now to to do that but I think she has quite a big she's got quite a big online following and oh. um I see it, she produces a calendar Kirsty I need a calendar <laughs> <laughs> she's got a 20 I saw a 2021 calendar oh. um there uh, but she's like made a, an ice skate. Have you seen the ice skate where it's got a paper clip and she's just got a bit of wood and she's just got little, uh, and everything is just old reclaimed yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love her stuff. Um, and, and she needs to make me something. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very beautiful. I really like that. I do enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I, love, I really like the whales that she's carved, actually. I think they're oh, I know. Really beautiful. I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, I think I might have to buy one of the houses because I've got a friend who would absolutely love it. So. Oh, really? Oh, how lovely! That might be a present for one of them. Yeah, she's got she's got an Etsy uh, page, Mm. so she sells a lot of stuff through Etsy. I'm just going on there now, seeing what she's uh, (laughs) seeing what she's seeing what she's got. What's left? Yeah. (laughs) 
And yeah, I don't suppose I, um, she's probably got a great deal left because I guess um, a lot of her stuff must be made to order. It's it's empty. Is it? It's for sale, yeah. Well, it does say on her profile, next shop update, Thursday, 10th of December, 8pm. So it looks like she will post every time she puts new items on there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it's really quick off the mark because that's been nearly a month now. So I'm not surprised there's not a lot left. Yeah, no, no, it's brilliant. So there you go, Kirsty. Mm. Uh, miss you loads. <laughs> oh, and your work is fabulous. And I hope everyone else enjoys looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, so really, uh, I think that's time to wrap it up. And, and that's all there is for this month. Just in case you didn't get enough of your fix, uh, we'd love we'd love it if you'd leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any review that would be fine, <laughs> or or tell your friends about us that would be even better. We'll list all the things that we've mentioned in the show notes below. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, and we'll be back on the tenth of February when we'll be talking about a year in podcasting because it will be our. Our one-year anniversary. (laughs) Make your own cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll still be in lockdown at that point. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Keep keep your Christmas cake. Yes, we've learned a lot, and um, we will be sharing with you our entire journey. So we will speak (laughs) to you then. Bye. Bye.